The Portal to Ascension mission officially began in 2008. After 15 years of evolution and thousands of events, from live to online and back to live again, there was always an awareness that when we begin creating events internationally, the mission will shift into its next phase. That time is now. Portal to Ascension is traveling to Glastonbury in August 2023 to fulfill this mission. This gathering of incredible luminaries traveling from all over the world to join forces in Avalon is a sacred pilgrimage, and we invite you to embark on this quest with us. The Portal to Ascension Glastonbury is not only a conference, it is a retreat, a tour, and grid work. Together, we are connecting the powerful mysteries and the ley lines of the heart of Earth, activating and uniting together as one. This three-day event will feature Laura Eisenhower, Anton Parks, Geraldine Orozco, Vivienne Chauvet, Sage Oneness, Lori Spagner, and many more. Your MCs are Neil Gore, Alan Steinfeld, and Joan of Angels. As a collective, we are waking up from a deep slumber, aligning to our true potential. What will we create? What will we envision? What are the possibilities? Join us in this ancient land for a unique opportunity and a gathering that will activate, elevate, inspire, and uplevel all that attend. August 11th to 13th, 2023. Sign up now at ascensionglassenbury.com. the elven wizard has been a guardian of the realms, including Earth. Across the ages, he has been assisting avatars in awakening to their full multidimensional nature, unleashing their magic, and supporting in the, evolu and the evolution of civilizations. The elven wizard is the avatar, also known as the higher self, of Aaron Pine. Aaron is an accomplished speaker, multidimensional healer, light language activator, visionary artist, ceremony guide, myth maker, and seer. Since his childhood, he's been opening portals between realms to help others remember their connection to the sacred and the infinite realms across the tree of life. He has the unique gift to help people move through their limitations and connect with a crystal clear vision of their true self, then assist them in bringing that to life. Over the last two years, he's developed a new exciting meditation platform called Inner Realms Journey that takes users on a magical journey inside themselves to unleash their avatar and travel the cosmos to explore countless realms, also known as dimensions. It's continuing to grow as a powerful and fun tool for personal transformation for adults in classrooms, in mental health organizations, and in spiritual centers. It is my pleasure to introduce Aaron Pine. Ooh. Welcome, Aaron. Greetings. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. It's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, thank you, Neil, for having me. It was wonderful to hear your presentation. Uh, I want to share here today with you about the concept that I've been bringing to life of your avatar and connecting with that. And as in Neil's presentation, he was just talking about the sort of the game board he mentioned, right? The, the matrix, the dimension that we're in, that we're experiencing and that our human self has experienced here through the incarnation of our soul, of our multidimensional self. 
our human self, the story we've been experiencing, the character we've been developing is only one thread of all that we are. And I'm bringing forth this idea of the avatar. And we know of avatars right from the past, like Jesus, Buddha, different prophets and saints. We also have avatars of the different gods and goddesses of the past. These mythic characters that brought forth teaching or represented certain teachings are potentials that are within each of us. And we each have this potential to rise up and expand into something more than we've been, more than just the human story, the human character we've been developing through this life. As we travel this realm, the human realm, the 3D dimension that we're in, and we travel the vast, infinite dimensions of the universe and universes. We travel them as much more than just one self. We travel them as an avatar of a mythical being. And so I invite through the, the work I do, and I wanna invite you all to start to connect with this concept that within you is an avatar, is a potential that is beyond just the human story. You have this divine being within you. And some of you may be familiar with the concept of a higher self or a soul, right? And for many, this is sort of abstract. There's this higher dimension we can connect to. There's this spiritual form we can connect to. But it's a bit abstract and can be challenging for many to really embody and bring forth to life. And that's where this avatar concept comes in. The avatar is a mythical persona. It's, it's a mythical character, if you will, that you're developing. Of course, mine here is the elven wizard that I've stepped into. And what this concept does is it allows you to start to embody those other dimensions of yourself into this world. And many people are starting to do this, right? They're exploring different concepts of who they are, exploring different lifestyles, exploring different ways of being. When we develop this avatar, when this becomes clear in our consciousness, we can start to bring that forth into our life and to live not just from our past, not just from the stories, the things we've learned, the, the things that have been impressed upon us, our own fears and limitations, but we can open up to who we truly are. And the avatar is that conduit, that bridge to connect us with that greater essence. Now, as I'm going along here, feel free to drop in any questions about this process. I'm gonna be taking you through a bit of it and giving you more guidance on how you can start to develop this avatar. Now the avatar for many can be anything. It can be something, a spark from a movie, a spark from mythology, a spark from history, a spark from you know, these star beings. We all are a composite of many different forms, channels, energies, species, Right, and we're bringing those together and learning how to embody them and bring them into this world. <laughs> I have many, awesome, right? Uh, it's a way for us to almost quantum leap out of just our human experience into the greater truth of who we are. And I'm gonna use myself, uh, are they often elemental, elementals for many? Yeah, I'm gonna share my story a bit <laughs> and then I'll start to open up the floor more of other dimensions and uh, avatars. So I've been on my spiritual journey since, I mean, really as a child, I was drawing geometric portals as a kid. I, I didn't know what it was, but I was running healing energy through me. Uh, I remember seeing, having visions at night of other beings of all sorts coming and visiting me. Didn't really know what it was and having anyone around me that, that understood those sort of things. 
it wasn't until I was about 17, 18 that I, I found metaphysics and meditation and all those sorts of things. And all those gifts really opened up and started to synergize. And I began bringing forth my work through healing and teaching and visionary artwork for many years. Then this idea of building this, this new platform, this inner realms journey that I've launched uh, came through about three, three, four years ago. And at the beginning of 2020, before COVID, <laughs> I decided I was going to, to go on this path and build this platform. And I happened to be in New Zealand, which if you don't know, is a very magical land. And that's where Lord of the Rings was filmed and many other fantastical movies. And it's, it's just a magical, beautiful place. And I happened to get to go there for a few weeks. And I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, if you can tell. <laughs> and I got to go to the city where they shot some of the um, scenes for this, the elven city of Rivendell. And while there, it's a beautiful park, beautiful forest, beautiful mountains. There is a reconstruction of the gate, an archway, an elven archway that the heroes in Lord of the Rings went through as they left on their quest to, to go uh, defeat the bad guys, if you will, and, and destroy the bad ring, one ring. And I went through that gateway and decided I was going to build this platform, made an oath to myself and to the universe that I will, I will do this. <laughs> and I already had this connection with elves. I loved elves. I loved being there. So that sunk in that elven aspect for me. So it was part of my story. It's part of my trajectory. It's already there. That sunk in and more. I came back to the States for a few weeks, decided I was going to build this, started sharing it with some friends. Several people jumped in to help me. And then decided to go back to New Zealand. I was like, that's where I need to give birth to this new meditation platform, to this new experience to help people activate their avatars. And so I went back to New Zealand originally for two months and I got there, I think it was about two days before COVID really blasted off into the world. And my two month journey in New Zealand turned into 13 months. And I got to be in one of the safest places in the world at the time that was sort of in this isolated bubble. <laughs> There's barely any COVID there. And while the rest of the world was uh, transforming, I got to be in this sort of magical retreat and build inner realms journey. As I started to meditate more deeply on this platform and what it needs to have, the qualities, the essence, how it's going to work, um, started basically channeling all this through from the realms. And I got to be held there in New Zealand. And in this process, I had to develop my avatar first if I was gonna have elder people develop theirs, right? So the wizard and the elf came through and it was clear that that had always been there in my life in a subtle way. And this was the time for me to step into it fully to embrace who I really am and bring that forth. And in this process of me doing it, it, it elicits the potential. It's the invitation for others to do so themselves. And why would you want to connect with your avatar? Well, this is all centralized around the concept of the tree of life, which some of you may have heard of. There's different names for it. The Kabbalah, Yggdrasil is one of my favorites. Um, there's basically some form of a tree of life in almost every mythology around the world. Mayans had it, the Egyptians had some form. There's, of course, the, the tree of good and evil and uh, Judeo-Christian. There's, there's trees of life in Africa. Certain Native American tribes had it. This concept is the center point of all dimensions, of all life, of all realities. Within it, it holds all realms, all potentialities. Many of the diagrams of it is a tree with different realms or spheres in the branches and down in the roots. And Earth, our human experience, is one realm within all of that, right? And we are traveling through this realm. Now, many of these ancient mythologies talk about gods and goddesses traversing all these realms, often visiting the realm of Earth and doing different things here, and then often returning back to their abodes in these other realms. Well, 
these gods and goddesses are traveling as these divine beings, as these divine potential beings, even as they pass through this realm. And so I started to connect, well, that's potential, that's possible for each of us. This mythology is not just a story, it's not just a legend, it's a template to remind us of what's potential within us, of who we really are and why we're here. And so I began to build this platform around the tree of life to help you connect with the avatar that is within you and then start to explore these different realms and dimensions and start to reconnect them. Because I feel a big part of our descension, as Neil was just talking about in his presentation, our disconnection and a lot of our ailments as humanity has gone through a lot of our challenges has been our disconnection from these other realms of consciousness, these other realms of who we are, these other aspects of our multidimensional self. We've been bound up by fear and limitation and pain and sorrow into just these sort of compressed human characters, which is beautiful. It's part of the journey. It's part of the experience. It's part of the game. Our avatar has come into play. But now we have this opportunity, and many of you are doing your wonderful healing work and starting to unravel these binds, unravel the fears, the limitations, and starting to open up your connection to these other dimensions or realms across the tree of life. And with that, you become your avatar. You start to open up to more of the truth of who you are. You're not just the human thread in your much more, a, a much greater tapestry or blanket <laughs> of possibilities. And so your avatar is you to, allows you to step, expand out of just the human story and start to gather your resources, your wisdom, your mana, your life force, your magic, your elements from the other realms and bring them into this one. And it's my experience for myself and working with many clients over the years and now launching this program, seeing how much that transforms people's lives radically when they step into who they really are and embody that, bring that to life. And the avatar allows you to bring that to life because you have a clear concept of who and what that is. Again, for example, mine's the elven wizard. So I've started it. One way I've started to embody that is to start to live that more day by day. So you'll see I've got a full wizard's outfit here and uh, you can only see part of it here because I'm sitting down. Um, each has a story, each has magic, each has symbolism and potential to me and brings me back into the energy, the expansion, the power, the potential of being the elven wizard. If I'm feeling down or stressed or challenged or you know, there, there's sort of that heaviness, I can reconnect back to my avatar and it brings me back into my empowerment, my creativity, my play, my joy, my passion, right? Uh, people around me, those that are close to me and even beyond now <laughs> know me as stepping into the elven wizard and it allows them to see me for who I really am, allows them to hold me in integrity with who I am, allows them to love and honor me of who I am, and it elicits them to become more of who they are. It allows them as a permission slip for them to bring that play and that creativity of their own avatar into life. And that's a big part of this is play and creativity because as divine beings, that's how we manifest. That's how we explore the realms. That's how we explore ourselves is through play and the creative forces within us. And so as you come into your avatar, I invite people to almost date <laughs> their avatar. Imagine if you met somebody new that you were really into, right? You would want to know where they like to eat, what kind of food they like to eat, what they like to do, um, what allows them to relax, what, what excites them, right? So same thing, play with this, play with your avatar. What does my avatar want to do today? 
where does my avatar want to go eat? What does my avatar want to wear, right? So this helps you shift out of living your life by preconceived stories that maybe have been impressed upon you by culture, media, society, the past, and start living from what is really within you, your avatar, your vision of your higher self, and bringing that to life day by day. Now I've been, I'll say embodying and living this elven wizard concept for um, gosh, almost about three years now, and it continues to grow and expand, and it's, it's amazing and so fun. And then I've had people using this platform and been doing that for, we've got some people that have been doing it for about two, three years now and seeing how they start to transform their lives, how they start to heal themselves rapidly, how they start to reconnect with who they really are and step into the life they came here for, the purpose, the essence, the qualities they incarnated for, not what's been impressed upon them by the past. So how do you do this? How do you connect with your avatar? Well, you, some of you might already have some some thoughts, some inklings, which are beautiful and feel free to drop those in the chat. Oh yeah, we got <laughs> some concepts here, awesome. And yeah, they can be anything <laughs> wide and, and, and narrow. Um, I've had some people that have lengthy descriptions of all sorts of aspects. I invite you to continue to refine and hone in on that. Um, I worked with a woman, uh, a good friend the other, a few weeks ago who does all sorts of shamanic retreats and healing and you know, very wonderful, beautiful, advanced being. And she's like, well, maybe I'm a cosmic priestess, goddess, da, 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 all, the, all these things. We, we finally, I finally got her to actually go through the meditation experience I've created. And it all synergized for her as this, this Phoenix cosmic priestess, right? It all sort of congealed. It was all those things, but there became a clearer concept that she can start to embody and bring to life. And she has, it's been beautiful to watch her start to live this new thing, this new clear vision of who she is. And of course, like I said, it will evolve and develop. Um, so I invite you to, yes, take these ideas that you may have and, and there may be things you love, right? Like I said, I've always loved elves and wizards for many years. Um, so there may be inklings of that. You know, I know I've worked with fairies, right? And angels, uh, you may have some concepts of warrior, king. These are different archetypal energies, but you continue to weave them into your own character, right? And let me backtrack with that, right? There might be, uh, say for example, wizard, right? There's concepts of wizards. Right? If you think of a wizard, you have certain ideas in your mind. Maybe you think of Gandalf or Merlin or you know, a few of the other famous wizards or even Harry Potter, right? So that's, that's, that's an archetypal concept of the wizard and we have certain ideas of that. I've taken that and, and, and my own version of the wizard has come through for me, what's unique for me in my own journey, right? And so you might be a fairy, uh, what else we got here? <laughs> Buddha, angel, wizard, right? So how does that weave together for you? And you begin to develop the story of yourself. You become the writer of your own heroic journey through this world and beyond, right? This is just one stopping point of your avatar. <laughs> this is just one chapter of the great journey of who you really are. So I'm here to assist you and remind you to tap back into the avatar and then bringing that to life. Um, lamp bear hair, I love it. Priestess, love it. <laughs> this is my favorite part is seeing all the other avatars. So um, we don't have time on this presentation to go fully into it, but I do invite all of you to, um, you can go to my website, innerrealmsjourney.com, sign up for free. There's the first three meditations is about a little over 30 minutes total. We'll take you on a process 
where you're going to go in this deep meditative space and you're going to receive the avatar mana crystal from me that I prepared for you to help open up and activate your avatar. And then I take you through a process of how to develop that different questions, different prompts to really clarify that. And then beyond that, you begin to develop your inner realm sanctuary, which is another really fun and amazing thing. And I know a lot of people, uh, particularly ones I've seen connecting with these different star realms and star beings is, well, where do I come from? Do I come from Sirius? Do I come from Pleiades? Right? I see that a lot. Well, you, you, you may have been there. Some part of you may be connected with that, just like you're connected here with the earth. And you most likely have your own realm upon the great tree of life. And this is what I call your inner realm sanctuary. So you get to create slash remember your own realm, the origin of your avatar with the essence of you in your own space. And you'll learn how to connect with that and go there and develop that. And then from there, you get to explore other realms. And so my whole training, my whole platform, as I was creating this, my different guides were like, this is to help people remember how to access other dimensions through portals, through connecting with their full power first and be able to traverse these other realms. It's a training platform for humanity to be able to restore their connection to these other dimensions and then bring them into this world as humanity goes through its awakening and restoration and uh, comes out of quarantine, <laughs> if you will. So this allows you to bring that through. And another important piece here I wanna drop in is as we travel these other realms, to the human mind, the, the, the vastness of the realms out there and the complexity can be a bit overwhelming to the human mind and the human experience, right? There's a bit of a fear of the unknown. Your avatar doesn't have that fear. It, it's, it's used to, it's ready for action, if you will. It's ready to traverse these other realms. So it's a powerful way for you to shift out of the human self into your avatar and then across these other dimensions, collect what you need to, bring back what wisdom, uh, insights, creativity you need into this world to empower yourself and then also to help in the transformation here happening in the world. Uh, blue fairies, awesome. <laughs> Collecting crystals, love it. So, right, you might have connection with the, the uh, crystal dimensions. And in the, the meditation journeys, I take you to, we've got, I think it's about 60 realms on there so far. Um, so, and I've got a huge list of more coming through me <laughs> as fast as I can. Um, from the fairy realms, angel realms, I've got a Palladians one, I've got a Lyrian one. Um, I've got ancient watchers. There's sort of an Akashic library one, a cave of fate. There's different underworlds, right? These are all realms upon the tree of life. And my team was like, Aaron, you are taking the tree of life model that has been present on this planet for, for many ages, but expanding it. Humanity is ready for a larger map that the tree of life represents. And so that's what we're building here. And as you go along in this process, you begin helping reconnect these realms with the realm of humanity. So I'm going to open up for any questions or any thoughts here. Aaron, I have a question for you with yeah. reference to the wizard's staff. What does that represent? Staff. Oh, yes. Well, um, it represents, traditionally it represents power. It's, it's a force of grounding and stabilizing power into this world for the wizard. It's a way to channel magic uh, concepts, energy from the other dimensions. Uh, this staff is uh, very significant to me. Um, let's see if I can show more of it here. 
is from New Zealand. I got it on my journey there. And some of you may be familiar with Manuka honey. Um, it's one of the, the highest quality, most expensive honeys in the world. It comes from New Zealand, uh, has lots of healing qualities. People have had some, some miracles with it. So Manuka comes from a white flower on the Manuka tree. And so this is actually a Manuka, a small Manuka tree. So it has those healing qualities within it. And uh, I got it from a staff maker there when I was in New Zealand. He, he was at a fair that I got to go to. He had a bunch of smaller staffs and then he had this big one. I was like, that's for me. <laughs> and then uh, I got to lead a beautiful uh, ceremony that evening with it. And then it's been all over New Zealand with me and I've continued to add uh, crystals and different treatments for my journeys on it. But it's, it's a way to help kind of ground in that wizard power, uh, right? That energy, uh, of course, you know, pretty much you see any kind of ancient wizard-like character or prophet, <laughs> many of them had a staff, so it's kind of a tradition. Uh, for me, I know, like if I'm, whenever I hold it, it's it just like, it like helps me snap back. It's a symbol of that power for me. The question is, this feels like the possibility of opening many tree branches. Is that your experience? Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, like I, I mentioned before, right, a lot of the old tree of life, Yggdrasil, the Norse tree of life, has nine realms on it. There's the Kabbalah, which you usually see nine to 12 realms on it. There's the mine one has, has a variety. I've seen different images. Um, what I've been guided and shown and my experience is that there's many more opening up and are waiting <laughs> to come into humanity and for humanity to reconnect, you know, both like I know this conference is about the star realms and the star beings. So there's there's the elemental and many that uh, I've started experience that are beyond anything I've ever seen written or described elsewhere. So, um, and, and those are my connections. And I know people that have started using this framework and starting to explore, they've also reported back like, hey, I went to this whole new realm opened up to me, right, and came in. And the question is, and innocence? And innocence, yes, for sure, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it allows us to step out of, right, there's a lot of shame here. Um, there's a lot of this idea of sin and um, shame and sin and guilt from our past and what we've been or just for being human. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one idea here that we, we have to deal with. And this opens up that we are innocent. We are pure beings. We are these divine beings on a journey. And we all, you know, maybe make decisions that aren't great and we make decisions that are good. And all of them are part of our journey. All of them are part of our alchemical transformation and empower us. And once we shift out of that guilt and shame, um, that victimization, we come in a power being of, oh yeah, I went through those, I chose those things. I chose to maybe go in some dark realms. I've lived in some dark realms. Maybe I made some dark mistakes, but that was there as part of the journey of my own soul, my own avatar to be able to learn from, alchemize, empower myself and empower others. And trees are very powerful sources of information and also healing, aren't they? Yes, yes, definitely. I've always loved trees. Of course, my last name is Pine, so I've had a particular connection <laughs> with pine trees. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love being in nature. I'm, I'm blessed right now. I'm out in, uh, up in the mountains here in Colorado. Um, but yeah, they have so much inspiration for me, uh, you know, their connection to the earth, to the universe. And, you know, looking back in history, many indigenous cultures around the world had their own tree of life, both the mythical one, like I've been talking about, but also at the center of many communities, there was a tree of life that was, you know, potentially gave food, resources, 
was likely a center place for um, you know community gatherings, weddings, special events, things like that. So it was always this access for life and for humanity. And of course, they provide us so much from oxygen and, and food and resources and things like that. So we're deeply connected with them. And uh, you know, they've talked to me and they're like, Aaron, go forth and do this and, and help people remember our connection to the trees uh, and the tree of life that they represent. Ada says in the spring of the year, fairies would appear to her at Lovely Trail in the Blue Ridge Mountains, singing fun songs like Chim Chimri uh, would inspire uh, white balls of light promenading out of the woods. So magical. Were these lights elemental fairies, she's asking? Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're showing me that they were elemental fairies. The fairies of the mountains, there, right? There's a lot in the Blue Ridge Mountains there. Um, they were almost <laughs> like playfully pinging you like, hey, remember who we are and remember your connection to us <laughs> and to help um, lighten you up, right? To help you kind of relieve some of the stress and anxiety and the heaviness of life. And so they're telling me right now to remember that, go back to that memory whenever you're feeling that, you know, heaviness when you're in the thick of things to, for them to come in and lighten you up and connect with, you know, they have, a, they have a qualities that are within you. They're there to re remind you of what's within you and that you can tap into that. And Mayuri says it also feels like a connection to the nature's principles that we've lost touch with. Yes, yes, definitely. That's a big uh, component for me is bringing back our connection to nature. Um, you know, as we move into cities and civilization and, and technology, it's easy to lose that connection and we get bound up uh, in the you know, the boxes, right? Much of our modern society is, if you will, puts us in a box. Whether you're in the city, you got a good car and the job and just all these things, right? They, they constrict us. When you get into nature, your system opens up and I can feel it, you know, if I'm in the city for a while and then I get to nature, I can feel it takes a day or two for me to sort of like unwind <laughs> everything. And, and then I can feel more of my life force coming through, more of my magic, my creativity, my play it opens up. Um, so that's, I'm all about that. And, and within the meditations, there's a lot about reconnecting with nature and I feel like the earth you know is calling to us it's it's like hey <laughs> remember who I am and that I'm here and inviting us to restore our uh, connection with it Katie asks is there a place of residence that integrates all avatars lessons or maybe just in divine time flow forgive me if this was answered um I believe hmm. So at, how do I explain this? <laughs> Ultimately, there is no time or space, right? Where we are in this, there's the eternal moment that gets expanded out like tree branches through dimensionality, through the realms, through potentiality. And that allows our core essence, our, our divineness to experience itself, to experience itself, to understand itself, to move through all potentials for play, for creativity for wisdom, for experience, and to bring ourselves to others, right? As I, like I said, I step in my avatar, as the elven wizard, it brings that joy and play to others. So it's all there all the time, and we're experiencing it separated out as part of the, the journey, right? It's like reading a book. <laughs> you get to go through the book or watching a favorite movie. There's, there's, a, there's a process in that experience of it unfolding. Joan asks, I've heard that humanity is to awaken the tree people. Have you heard the term tree people? And is it important to wake them up? Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I've heard tree people, uh, you know, there's certain indigenous cultures that call them our, our standing brothers and sisters. Uh, of course, Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien, who I believe was channeling, uh, you know, called them the treants. Uh, so they have, they have a consciousness. They are awake um, in a different form than we are. And there is a tree within us, right? I mean, you can look at it um, anatomically, right? Our nervous system, our lungs, you know, our blood vessels. It's very tree-like when you start to like map it out. Um, also, our body contains all things. Our body is our unconscious, is all levels of our psyche, uh, is all realms. So as you open up your realms, you're actually also opening up your body and the tree of life within you. Um, and as you open the tree of life within you, it opens it up for others and, of course, the trees, and we, we reconnect on a deeper way. Andrea shares that I see you and uh, you, Aaron and Brandon co-creating amazing things together. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know who Brandon is, but send him my way. <laughs> she also says, I found in a fair my soul brother, wizard brother, the green wizard. He custom made my wand and I love it. He also channels trees for universal wisdom. Oh, awesome. I love it. Love to see it. <laughs> I love meeting other wizards as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that we have a longing that humanity has a longing for a return to magic in this world. Mm, I do, I do. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, amazing to see how that's coming alive. Um, you know, I'll say my first sort of experiences with concepts of magic were, um, I'll say the early 90s and fantasy literature and fantasy games. And at that point, it was still, it was more fringe and a little more, you know, you're the nerdy dork if you're into that kind of thing. And to see how mainstream it's become over the last years between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and how much um, people are seeking that uh, and wanting to feel that in some way. And even um, as I've gone out in public, you know, I was even at the airport the other day with some of this on and people, you know, just even the security guard, right? Going through security, we're like, who are, what are you? They want to know, they want, like, what's this magic you have, right? So people are seeking that and wanting that. And, um, you know, what I've created here is to help people embody, how do you bring that magic into your life? And even technology, I think technology is becoming magical. I mean, I've been working with some AI artwork, which is like this tech, tech magic, <laughs> and it's just expanding my art capacity. So um, I feel like there's this emergence that's happening of our connection with magic and technology, and how do we bring that into our day-to-day -day lives? And, and that's also that connection with nature as well is a big part of that. And we have about three minutes left. Joan, do you have any other questions for our elven wizard? So, um, first of all, this is wonderful that you're bringing ancient magic, ancient Druidic. Um, so, do you have a deep connection to Merlin at all? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love Merlin. I've always loved the myth of Merlin, and he's definitely uh, come to me in different meditations and dreams. Um, I feel like he's uh, one of the many wizards <laughs> here on Earth working with earth and helping people. Um, and yeah, he's, he's definitely been there. Um, I feel like Merlin amongst other wizards are represent that magic and that ancient magic that's been lost and helping bring that back. Um, I myself have learned, have looked, okay. Like I said, he's, a, he's an awesome avatar, just like Jesus and many others. 
and they, they've set the path, they've, they've brought in their certain codes and their frameworks and they're still working here. Um, my inquiry, my invitation, my quest was how do I step into my own avatar, right? What's, what's my form of the wizard? Uh, what's my form of, of magic that I carry? And Merlin was an inspiration, as was Gandalf, <laughs> was an inspiration and many others for me. I understand. So do you spend a lot of time in England? You look so magical. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I actually, I've not been there in a while. Uh, on my 21st birthday, I got to go to England for a week and went to Stonehenge and Abbey and many other others. I always laugh because most people go to the bar for when they're 21. I went, I had to go to England and go to Stonehenge on my, my birthday, 555. Um, so I'd love to go back there and, and more time in Ireland. Interesting, 555, that already explains that you're a magical person. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> no, now this is very obvious, but I, I would say this for everyone. Is it the fact that like when you present yourself and you dress in your ceremonial clothing, okay, mm -hmm. does that give you more power to do your work, more magic, more power, as opposed to your street clothes trying to bring magic into the world? This is for everyone to really learn from, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It uh, it's definitely empowers me. Um, as soon as I put this, any even just one thing, even just a hat, <laughs> it definitely starts to shift my energy. It's like, oh, I start to feel more in alignment with who I really am. Um, so it definitely empowers that, uh, me individually, but then also I, I've been watching and see its effects on people. Um, and like I said, even the other week, I was at the airport and was walking through and I had the hat on, um, a few other things and just how that starts to open up people. It starts to like step them out of the, the, the habitual pattern of just like, even the girl at the coffee shop at you know, Starbucks, I got some, some tea there and it just like, <laughs> you know, she's used to, okay, next order coffee. And it just like shifted her out and opened up something. So as I step into my magic and empowers me, but it also starts to uh, bring that to others. And so a lot of people I've been working with who've been doing this I invite them to start, even if it's just a step, you know, I'm, I'm pretty decked out. I've been doing this and building this for a while, but even if it's just one thing. And like I said earlier, you know, ask yourself, what would my avatar wear? Next time you need a new shirt or a pair of shoes, you know, you might want, oh, this is just a place I, no I normally go to Kohl's or wherever. Stop. What would my avatar like to wear? Can I find some boots or a new hat that would match that and bring me into more alignment with that? And this is how we start to shift our reality. This is how we start to move our life into alignment with who I am. Normally we might do things or buy things out of habit or affordability or because we think we have to. You know, this hat was, was pricey, it was handmade leather hat. And I was like, I need that hat. <laughs> and so I went for it. And now I've seen how much it starts to like, this hat kind of completed things and, and people like mark on that. So it's like, it brought me more in alignment with who I am and that starts to shift my reality and my life to be in alignment with who I am. And I'm not just buying a baseball cap because that's what I think I'm supposed to wear because that's what most people wear, right? I'm moving everything in my life as much as I can each day, constantly asking myself, what would the Elven Wizard do? <laughs> what does the Elven Wizard want to do right now? What does the Elven Wizard want to buy? What does the Elven Wizard want to eat? So I continue to shift everything, micro shifts in my life to be in alignment with, with my greatest joy, passion and purpose. Which is in alignment with the old expression intention flows i'm sorry energy flows where intention goes and the more intention you place upon embodying this magical being there it is that's it precisely <laughs> mm. very magical so mm -hmm. i have a feeling that 
it's important for all of us to dress and start to connect with our avatar and learn how to bring that into actual manifestation. That would make a big difference then in yeah. where we're going. And, um, and I, you know, I, and I think, you know, even for me, as I'm looking, I've talked a lot about wearing certain things as I do my work. Um, and I think we all need to remember that to really look and present who we are. So people like, so we know wherever we go, we hold that. Right. 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 It, yeah. And it, 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 it took some courage at first, right? It was easier to wear this just at home or just with a certain group of people. And I continued to push myself of like, no, I have to continue to take this out because that's how we, we spread this energy, this magic, this play, this heart. And I continue to just like, all right, even like I said, the airport the other week, I was like, all right, I got to do it. <laughs> like, I got to bring this magic wherever I'm at. Um, so I invite you to continue to play with that. I love that. Yeah. Very lovely. Yeah. We are, we are mm. just in gratitude uh, to you. How do people find you and what do you offer them once yeah. they find you? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you got my site there, Aaron Michael Pine. Um, I can also drop in. So that's to work with me personally, the Aaron Michael Pine and, and some of my other offerings. And then there's also innerrealmsjourney.com where you can go to begin the, the avatar activation process. Uh, and you can just sign up there for free and you get the first meditations for free. And then it's uh, $5 and some change after that. 555 actually <laughs> is my number. Um, and then uh, if you want to reach out to me personally, I do private healing, coaching, activations. I work with people, helping them move through their limitations and fear, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then connect with their avatar and bring that to life. Um, I also offer some mead ceremonies, which is the sacred honey wine from the ancient ways. It's the nectar of the gods and goddesses. Uh, eventually, I'll be doing some retreats coming up here, probably in Colorado. Um, and then, of course, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. And TikTok. Any, any Manuka honey wine? I've had a few. They're, they're harder to find. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Aaron. It is wonderful to see you again. Pleasure to be with um, you. I'm going to bring Alan on now, and um, we have another guest. So, so happy to see you. So great to Thank see you all. Thank you so much. Wonderful presentation.